This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let me talk to you about American Financing, our sponsor. There's a story today. We're just not going to get to it. But um, the economy is, housing is down, what, 16.5% now. Um, the money that you have in your house that you have gained just on paper, that money, take the time right now and call American Financing and use that money before it all is taken off the table. Use that money right now to do a consolidation loan and get out of those high interest credit cards. Please, please, if you are struggling with credit card debt, please, please call them. Uh, 800-906-2440. The, the troubled times are ahead of us yet. We are at the beginning of this. And you need to do everything you can to shore up uh, your personal economy. Call AmericanFinancing.net at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. Please make this a priority today. Back in a minute. From the great state of Texas that is in mourning today, we're going to give you the truth. And I haven't really heard anyone talk about the truth yet. We do that in 60 seconds. I'll tell you, one of the things uh, that has made me successful as a businessman, uh, and I say that kind of with the wavy hands, kind of like, is um, my my tolerance for risk. And I learned that from my dad, who was in business himself. If you want to do what you love, it probably is going to cost you, and like it did him, the rest of his life. I mean, he... He never made it big, but he did what he loved. And that's a sacrifice, and it's a big risk. Wow, sacrifice and risk? Who's teaching that to your kids? If you want to save the nation, you have to save sacrifice and risk. 
And the Tuttle Twins books can help you do this. It is a great, believe it or not, business book for your kids or grandkids. And, you know, seven-year-olds can read it and understand it and enjoy it. It is the Tuttle Twins and their spectacular show business. It's uh, the story about the Tuttle Twins wanting to open up a theater, which all kids want to do, and be on the stage, and they have to put a business plan together, and they learn so much, and so will your kids. It's a great book, should be on everybody's shelf that is anywhere near children. You can get it for free just for the cost of shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. I want to talk to you about the shooting here in Texas. And the last thing I want to do is divide people even more. It pains me to think about the political garbage that has happened in the last 12 hours. And it pains me because I believe that we are on the verge of losing our nation. And the reason why we're about to lose our nation is the same reason that some kid walked into an elementary school and shot and killed people. Kids. It's not the gun. Our kids are committing suicide. Is anybody saying it's the rope? It's really the same with fentanyl. You can have the biggest drug war you want. But if people desire it, it will continue to get through. Why are our kids taking this? Was it the gun? Was it fame? I just want to shoot a lot of people so I'll be remembered. Maybe, maybe that played a role? We are a nation that I don't think God could point out any clearer. I, I mean, I don't think any psychiatrist who's worth his salt and not talking about politics. I don't think anybody in history will look back to our nation a hundred years from now and say, yep, it was the gun or it was the abortion doctor. No, it's the people. Something has changed in us, and it's not for the better. 
And please don't tell me about how much you care about kids. I mean, I guess the kids matter. I don't want to even get into that. Look, here's, here's the thing that we have. Just hear me out. Why, why are our kids shooting kids? Why are our kids committing suicide? Why is fentanyl all over in our society? I mean, the crack problem that we had back in what was it, the 80s or the 90s, that was, that was nothing compared to this. And this is also the white community. This is happening in the affluent communities, at least here in, in, in Texas. That's where all of the deaths are occurring. So it's all these kids who have all this privilege. Why? Why are our kids joining gangs? Those are symptoms. And I don't hear anybody, anybody on any side actually talking about, look, I don't want this to happen in another school with another child. And if you are somebody who really has never been around guns, you don't understand guns, uh, or you've just been listening to the media and you don't understand the importance of the Second Amendment, I get it. I really do. And it's, it's so easy for all of us to say, yeah, well, this is different. No, it's not. That's why we have the Bill of Rights, to stop us from saying this is different. You know, the first shooting of a teacher happened in 1840, and it was in a college. The first, the first uh, shooting in a school, an elementary or high school, was in 1853 or 54. And it was in Kentucky. I've been telling you for a long time, we are in the 1850s. We're repeating the pattern of the 1850s. Hate, bias, tearing people apart, splitting the nation into... We had the COVID lockdown. Do you know, one of my staff members was um, in Melbourne, Florida yesterday at a zoo in Melbourne. Uh, the bird flu is going around in Melbourne. And they were, telling, they were telling my staff member that we decided to bring the birds out. We were thinking about putting them in isolation to protect them from the bird flu, which is going around. But we decided... It wouldn't be good for them to keep them in isolation. The birds, the birds 
Our kids have been isolated. Our kids have been alone. Our ki- can you imagine being a kid today? Imagine just the COVID disruption. I don't have to imagine it. I am living it with my kids. But at least I have high school and, and elementary school as fondish memories. What is their memory? What is their base? Meanwhile, nothing is solid. Nothing is solid. But where can, can you depend on your family? Families are breaking up. Can you depend on your parents? Your parent, your teachers are being are teaching your kids that your parents can't be trusted. Can you trust on God? No one talks about God. What's real in our society? Nothing. Our kids will sit next to each other on social media. They won't talk. They'll text one another. Why are why are the gangs? What who's joining these gangs? People who feel like they have no family. People who are looking for a sense of belonging. How could this boy even go in there and shoot these kids? I don't know. I really don't know. But I can tell you it's not the gun. It was something in him. And are we even looking at those who have pronouns that are him, he? We have devalued men. We have destroyed men. There is no regard for human life. How can you be a kid and hear the argument that it's always a woman's choice to kill her baby? Always. Not safe, legal, and rare. Always. That that baby could be born in 10 minutes, but I'm going to go in and kill it. Where's the value of human life? The hatred that is being poured poured down our, our throats. The class division. The racism. Make no mistake, it is intentional. It is intentional. The best way to destroy a nation is to cut it apart. This is Marx. And everybody wants to seem to be God. Everybody thinks that they're God. In our society, where are the ethics? What are ethics? It's your truth versus my truth. There is no absolute truth. Well, in a world where there is no truth, who gets to be God? Well, it depends on which group you're in, I guess. 
it's it's just when you decide something is important, I guess we have decided as a nation school shootings have to stop. But gang shootings, all those people killed in Chicago mean nothing. Well, that's acceptable. I'm going to get to all the news of the day and more perspective here in a minute. But I, I just had to start with, we're not serious. This, too, is politics. The argument for guns, against guns, that has nothing to do with this. They'll kill each other with their bare hands. They'll use rocks. They'll use knives. Look at, look at Britain. We have to be brave and do what Britain and Australia did. Do we? Do we? Really? Because now they're just, now they have to ban steak knives, kitchen knives. I'm not making that up. That's true. Why? Because there's rot in the soul. And until we live in a nation that is willing to even recognize that there is something bigger than the self. And it has nothing to do with government. We'll never fix this problem. If everyone within the sound of my voice. Would just take the day to say, let's not make this about the Second Amendment pro or against. Let's not make this about Democrats and Republicans. Let's just make this about what the hell is going on. Because everything in our society is falling apart and we are acting. Do you know in the 1960s, a kid could go in and buy a handgun? And I mean a kid. I could have sent my kid with a note that said, hey, uh, I want him to pick up this gun for me in a box of bullets. And I'm not even sure you needed the note. So why weren't kids killing everybody? I don't know. Because the, as sick as we were there, the system, the center held because there was something that was uniting us to truth and decency. That's gone. All the world's problems, all of America's problems, they are not disconnected from each other. What the Fed has done is tied right directly to the school. Wokeness, we're tied directly to. Hatred, tied directly to it. CRT, bathrooms that anybody can use, all of these things are all tied together. They are not separate. And until you're willing to have that conversation, the rest of it is bullcrap. Back in a minute. If you're living with pain in your life, you're not living your best life. And you know it. If you've taken a look out of the window lately, we need you to be living your best life right now. We need you in the fight. It genuinely sucks to live in pain and to think that this is the way it's always going to be because you've tried everything. 
I used to suffer from awful, awful pain uh, that was debilitating, and I just couldn't live with it anymore. I was about to retire, um, and I didn't think I'd ever paint again or write again. It, it was awful. It was awful. I hated it. But I just couldn't live this way and be active anymore. If you know somebody like that and they've given up because they've tried everything, ask them if they've tried Relief Factor. Relief Factor is something that attacks inflammation, which is the, the problem in almost everything in our body. But the main source of pain, I didn't think it would work for me. It did. And I still take it three times a day, every day. It's relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com. You can call, get the three-week quick start for uh, for 1995-800, the number four, relief, 800-4-RELIEF, or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Let's say hello to executive producer, Stu Bergier. Hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Well. Brutal day. Yeah, brutal, brutal day. day. And uh, I think I, I think we're getting to the point now to where we're all just tired of it. We're tired of everything being about politics. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready to talk about real solutions. But I don't know if anybody else is. And, I, you know, I don't know. What the solution is. It's certainly not getting rid of guns. Obviously, everybody in this audience knows this. We've been over it a thousand times and we can go over it more uh, today. But I I think there's there's an easy thing to do to jump to this idea that we can just come up with a policy that stops these things. And the, the, the truth is you can't. You can do things that might limit them. Maybe you'll eliminate one or two here and there, which is worth trying to do, obviously. But... You have to recognize that someone who, without a criminal record, right, can get it, even if they do have a criminal record, they can go in and they can get a gun and they can do things like this. You're never going to be able to stop these things. You wind up in a situation where people jump into these policy solutions the day after everything, every across the spectrum, right? Stopping guns. They're, the first thing that happened at the shooting was this guy walked up and shot a police officer who was there at the school who fired back. Yes, protecting our schools is important, but that that is the literal beginning of this incident. A police officer was there. He fired back. He hit the guy, apparently. It seems like, you know, the reporting is, is always up and down in these situations, but he had body armor on. Uh, you know, I... <laughs> Some of these things can help, but the the bottom line is, as you point out, there are unhealthy parts of our culture, and evil has existed going back to the beginning of man, and it will not go away. And evil thinks it's winning. The Glenn Beck Program. What foods are you eating to stay happy and healthy? Me? (sighs) Greens. Lots of greens. I mean, you know, yes, technically chocolate chip mint ice cream is not a <laughs> green, but it, I mean, it is green. I mean, help, healthy and mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll have a salad and then a big bowl of chocolate chip. Anyway, how about your dog? What's your dog eating? Uh, if your dog is getting kibble food, that's dead food. 
your dog needs probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. These are just some of the things your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle, and they're all in Rough Greens. The folks at Rough Greens are so confident that your dog is going to love it that they have a special deal for you. You can get the first bag free. They want to make sure that your dog will eat it before you have to buy a bag. So if your dog uh, eats it and loves it as much as Uno does, uh, make sure you get the next bag and the next bag and the next bag. I'm still seeing big changes in my dog Uno. It's fantastic. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. You can do it now and use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. Ken Paxton, the attorney general of um, Texas, is going to be on with us in uh, an hour or uh, or so. You don't want to you don't want to miss it. Um. <clears throat> Let me take you to COVID for a second. I'm going to get back to the Texas shooting, but I want to take you through COVID to get there. We have a, a disease. We don't know what we're dealing with. Okay, We have no idea what we're dealing with and how deadly that could possibly be. So we immediately react. And we lock everything down and we close down um, our communities and our economies all over the world. Okay. We didn't know what we were dealing with. Then everybody has to wear a mask, even though the mask did nothing. Literally, scientifically, did nothing. But we all felt better. You know what would have done something? You know what would would help? Is if we would have looked at the disease itself and said, what is it? How did it come into being? Where is patient zero? Where did it originate? But for some reason, we're not interested in that. Now, what is that one reason? Hmm. Uh, politics. That's why we're not actually looking at the cause of COVID because of politics. And if you said anything about it, you were immediately shut down. You were destroyed. You were depersoned. That's an actual term now. You were depersoned. So can we not make the mistake that we made uh, with COVID? And can we just, can we not pass another law that just puts a, a mask on the problem that does nothing? I mean, the red flag laws, you have one in New York, didn't stop the Buffalo shooter, did it? The anti-bullying laws. That didn't really help the kid in Texas who was bullied his whole life. 
is bullying is bullying worse now than it was when we were kids? Well, you could make the case that yes, it is because now social media amplifies it and makes it so bad for the kids. So are we doing anything about social media? Are we telling our kids, should our kids have to have a license to be on social media? Should they be of a certain age? I mean, I'm, I'm seriously asking that question. Nobody would seriously consider it. I, I want you to look at the, the last two shootings. The one here in Texas, this kid was bullied badly. He was bullied for his clothes. Well, maybe we should just all have uniforms. No, you can't do that. He was bullied for being poor. So classism was involved. It just reverse. Instead of beating up and bullying the rich kids, the so-called rich kids were bullying the poor kid. Is there a difference between the two? Because the behavior is the same. One's happening in social media and from our government. And the other is happening naturally. Kids look for things to separate themselves. Adults try to look for those things that unite us all. But do adults even exist anymore? So he was bullied. And we have all these anti-bullying things, right? The guy in Buffalo. What was his problem? He was bullied. He was bullied by white people. In Boulder, Colorado, the one before the Buffalo that was a major shooting, left 10 dead in Boulder, Colorado at a grocery store. He was bullied uh, due to Islamophobia. That's what he said. Huh. So we got to crack down on bullies. Well, we've been doing that, haven't we? Don't we all have bullying classes in our school, anti-bullying classes? Um, yeah, and you can. It's just like you as a parent. You can say whatever you want to your kids. But if you're not living it, you see, what these people are being taught by our society is if you're bullied, well, you have a reason to be mad. You have, you're not going to make it because of X, Y, or Z who's oppressing you. And so what do we do as a society? We deperson them. We cancel them as a human. We label them beneath us. We dehumanize. Well, once you dehumanize people, once they're not people, I mean, that's what's happening with abortion, right? They're not people. They're not people until mom says they're people. Then when they're people, and even maybe that's a little rash, 
maybe, as Peter Singer points out uh, from Princeton University, maybe they don't ever become people if they can't recognize that there's a tomorrow. And if they can't recognize that there's a tomorrow, they're not really people. And so they have no value and we can kill them at any age. The only thing we haven't done, and believe me, there you know this, there have been calls for people who disagreed with the masks to be rounded up. There were calls for them to die, to not be given any treatment. Wait, you're not going to treat me? I'm a human being. No, you don't deserve it because you disagreed with something that is complete nonsense. So what are we teaching our kids? If you're bullied, you have a reason to strike out. I had the most hideous buck teeth you've ever seen in your life. They practically came straight out of my nose. They were so bad. I was not a cute kid. Oh, and then... I had braces on my legs. So I walked like, I mean, I had braces on my legs. I was so cool. There was no bullying in my life. My, my mom and I knew it was a lie. I was like six and I'm like, you're lying. She would say, a lot of people are going to bully you in life, and it's because they're jealous. And I'm like, Mom, look at me. I got teeth coming out of my nose. They're not jealous. Look at me. But she never, ever said it's because of those people, and they will keep you down, son. They will bully you your whole life, and because of that, you won't make them. You won't make it. My mother would say, show them who you are. Who's saying that now? In, in the way that my mom meant it. Oh, there's lots of people who are now saying, we've had enough of this and show them who you are. Burn the city down. You know, kids, and, and especially boys, their brains aren't solidified. They're not, uh, they're not fully grown until they're about 25. And what are we doing to these kids' brains now? We're experimenting on them. We really are. And the world knows we're insane. Even France says don't do any of the stuff that America is doing right now. This is the president of France. That stuff is ridiculous. I was watching the Ricky Gervais special last night, which, by the way, is hysterical for all the wrong reasons, and he intended it to be that way. As I'm, I'm watching it, two jokes were, because he filmed it in uh, Great Britain, two jokes were about America. You know, like in America, and then he'd look at the audience, I know, it's America. They all know we're nuts. We don't. And when I say we don't, 
you might say, you know, we are starting to stand up. Yeah, but we've been on this crazy train for a long time. And how many of us are really standing up? There is a sickness. Our country is truly and deeply sick. And no amount of masks, no amount of isolation, no amount of red flag laws, which don't work. None of that. None of that will cure us. What is the whole? This is kind of rhetorical. What is the whole in America? What has changed in our populace? Is there anything that was big for a long time in this country that now is not only gone, it's mocked? Maybe we should start looking there. Let me ask you a question. What's your favorite childhood memory that was caught on film or videotape? Mine was when my braces came off my legs and my face. Anyway, do you still have do you still have that memory? Can you still watch that memory? Do you have the VCR or the film projector that you need? Do they even make VCRs anymore? If your family members are trapped on an old camcorder or film reels or stuff like mine were, on on devices i don't even know what that device was that recorded that if your family memories are trapped get them digitized right now and save those memories your your family's legacy your history is going to steer your family for a long time and legacy box can digitize 19 different types of media everything from vhs to super 8 film And every time you send them in, it's hand digitized by a team of over 200 trained technicians, and they do it right here in the United States. We just did like four boxes of stuff at my house uh, and uh, sent them in. I honestly thought we hadn't sent them in yet because they were sitting by the front door. And I almost said to my wife, should should I you want me to bring these to mail them? She was like, no, they've been returned. I mean, it is so fast, so professional. Everything, everything that you uh, send in comes back, plus your digital copies. Legacybox.com. Get an incredible 40% off your first order right now. 40% off. Legacybox.com. Use the promo code BECK. Legacybox.com slash BECK. Legacybox.com slash BECK. Save 40% while this offer lasts. Do it now. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK. Okay, I, I want to make a correction. I said the Buffalo shooting. I confused the two of them. Um, the Buffalo shooting was the replacement theory shooting. So that is a black guy. No, that's a white guy shooting black people where the black guy shooting white people and Hispanics and gay people, that was the subway shooter. But both of them justified their shooting because I have to stop them. They've made my life horrible. Gee, uh, huh. See, in a society where you teach 
The only person that controls your life is you. In a society that teaches you have the ultimate power, it's how you interpret things. We might have noticed this pattern that all these people are blaming their killing on somebody else. Because their life has stopped because I've been bullied. I've been bullied by black people. I've been bullied by white people. I've been bullied by gay people. I was bullied by, you know, American soldiers or uh, Islamicists or Jews. That's the problem here, gang. That's the real replacement theory. By the way, that's tonight's special. Um, Ali Stuckey and Mark Levin join me for a special tonight. Very, very timely. The real replacement theory threatening America. What is it that we have replaced? What is being replaced in our society? What's missing from the old society that's leading to this society? Is this a better society? And really, would it be fixed if you could just shut all the Republicans up? Is that really the solution? Is it really the solution if we just shut up all the Democrats, if we could just get them to shut up or ship them off? I mean, if you want to do that, let's just divide the states. And without war or anything, let's just divide the states. I think most of Americans, in the end, would kind of go for that because they're so sick and tired of all this other crap. But that wouldn't work because this isn't about truth. This is all about politics. Tonight, 9 p.m., Blaze TV. Join me, Mark Levin, Ali Stuckey. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Um, let's talk to you about Grip6. Now, of course, uh, Grip6 makes uh, great belts. They make great socks. I've talked to you about those before. They also have really cool wallets. If you've never seen a Grip6 wallet before, really great. they're different. They, they are really cool looking. They, they're made from all different materials. And you used to see in like leather wallets. They have really cool leather wallets if you want one of those. They also have a metal and like wood. Uh, they're just like and it, uh, you never seen anything like them. It, it, when you say wallet and then you say wood, you can't yeah. until you see them. <laughs> right. You can't because it's not a wallet, and yet it is a wallet. Yeah. it's just not anything you've ever seen before. It also is not going to give you that giant like George Costanza wallet that like he, he makes you sit like you're tilted because it's right. so big. It's like yeah. they're they're minimalist, they're stylish, and this is a great American company that loves. America loves this country. Sources everything uh, from America. They're just they're just a fantastic company, and you should get acquainted with them. Grip6.com/stew. G-R-I-P6.com/stew. Use the code stew. You'll save fifteen percent right now. Grip the number six.com/stew. Get fifteen percent off today. So much going on in the world today. We get to it here in just a second.
to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to boil this uh, problem down in Texas with two stories from history. And then we're just going to talk common sense and human nature. Why can't we come to a place where we... Well, I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you in 60 seconds. Stand by. I want to talk to you a little bit about Relief Factor. Relief Factor has made a huge impact in my life. Huge. Uh, I I didn't ever think that I would be able to uh, write or paint again. Two things that I love to do. Um, I would have a hard time just squeezing my hands into fists just a couple of years ago. I've tried everything. I went to the Mayo Clinic. I went everywhere uh, and couldn't get anything that would work or take away the pain without taking away who I was fundamentally. Um, And then I found Relief Factor. I didn't think it would work. My wife made me take it, and uh, I did. And three weeks later, I realized, holy crap, this is actually working. Within a month or so, my pain was probably 80% gone. Today, it's 90, between 90 and and 99% gone. That's a miracle in my life. Please just try it for three weeks. If you're in pain, get your life back. Try relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com. Call 800, the number four, relief. 1995 for the three-week quick start. Just try it. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. Until Matt and Robert Ward walked in the schoolhouse on Chestnut Street in Louisville on November 2nd, 1853, was engaged in the routine morning business of words, numbers, and questions. It's a story in the, in the Washington Post today. But I wanted to share it with you and... I can guarantee you it's not for the same reason they wanted to share this piece of history. In a quiet voice, Matt Ward demanded to see Mr. Butler, one of the teachers at the high school. William H.G. Butler walked in, approached Ward. Butler was 27, trim, black beard. He was adored by most of the students, most of whom were about 13 years old. Ward said, I have a little matter to settle with you, and then became animated. They exchanged words that witnesses really couldn't make out. Then Ward called Butler a liar. They heard that. Then his brother Robert reached for a Bowie knife. They saw that. Then there was some kind of movement. Some students tried to hide behind Butler. Matt Ward who was short and slight, pulled a small pistol out that he had concealed in his coat pocket and shot Butler, the teacher, in the chest. Twelve students watched in horror. They witnessed it. The ward scattered. Butler was lifted up by several of his students and taken to a nearby house. Doctor was summoned, but he was wounded beyond repair, died after a few hours of suffering. This is the first documented shooting at a U.S. primary or secondary schoolhouse. Matt Ward, 28. His father was a six-time Kentucky state representative 
who lived at the time, this remember 1853, in an $80,000 mansion with nine enslaved black workers. He was arrested, and this was his brother, who was 19. The Courier-Journal, which is still printing crap in Louisville, reported that uh, Matt was upset with Butler because he had beaten his other brother, William, with five or six licks with a leather strap. The teacher left behind a wife and infant daughter. As you can imagine, when this story came out, people drew sides. Good guy, bad guy, right? The trial came. It was in Elizabethtown, which is just down the street from Louisville, having been moved to another county because everybody was upset about this. Matt Ward was represented by 18 lawyers, led by Senator John Crittenden, a former U.S. Attorney General and Kentucky Governor. The lead prosecutor was Alfred Allen, who had just turned 30. Prosecution portrayed Butler as a kind man who devoted his life to education. One by one, his students testified how he had helped them. The revelations about Matt Ward were more damning. He had bought two self-cocking pistols the morning of the shooting. It was at a local gun store. He had a history of violent threats and angry letters to teachers. There was no red flag law back then, I guess. Now, the defense stood up and they smeared Butler, said he was a power-mad educator. He was rigid um, and, you know, he had only acted in self-defense after Butler had struck him. There were accusations uh, by the prosecution of bribery, jury tampering. Here's the thing. On April 27th, 1854, the verdict was issued. Not guilty. People were crazed by it. Eyewitnesses saw him shoot him. The man who sold him the gun had testified under oath. The ammunition matched the pistol. They had everything. A mob appeared. 8,000 people. They burned Ward and his attorneys in effigy outside of his mansion. Windows were broken. The mob threatened to put a torch to other buildings. He had to escape, and he went to Arkansas to live on another family cotton plantation with slaves. It was September 30th, 1862, during the Civil War, that Ward walked out of his front door of his plantation. He was killed by a group of men, Confederate raiders. They were trying to steal his slaves. He came out, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. They shot him. He was wearing a blue coat. They didn't realize he was just as racist as they were. Okay. I tell you that story because we look to explain things like this. We look for the bad guy. We look for the cause. And when people refuse to look at the cause, things go awry. 
me give you one more. This one's from Time Magazine a few years back. 1927, a man named a- Andrew Kehoe blew up a school in Bath Township, Michigan. Most of the 44 children were killed. Now, remember, this is 1927. Imagine 44 children killed. Deadliest attack on, on, on a U.S. school in history. He was an electrician. He had worked at the school, and then he had rigged explosive throughout the buildings in the weeks leading up to the attack. He had a timer device on one part of the building, and it failed, so those rooms and the kids in those rooms survived. In the immediate aftermath of the explosion, he set off another bomb in his car. He killed himself. Prior to the explosion, he had murdered his wife and set his own farm on fire. His motive was... He was angry at the foreclosure on his farm. And then the state came and levied taxes on his farm to pay for the new school. Story made national headlines, but then disappeared so fast. It, nobody talked about the broader conversation about explosives or school safety or mental health. In fact, everybody outside of the Bath Township seemed to forget about it. And the reason why they forgot about it is it because they couldn't figure it out. He didn't fit the idea of a terrorist, even though this was a terrorist, politically motivated terrorist attack. But back in the time, terrorists were like Sacco and Vanzetti. They were shady communist anarchists. In fact, according to the New York Times in the 1920s, the terrorists who most Americans feared were anarchists. Gee, we don't see those anywhere, do we? Today, Kehoe does fit into a defined role for a dangerous individual. Right? We've seen this kind who is upset, maybe the Unabomber. Now, here's what they say. Today, we have our own stereotype of the terrorist. We know him by his religion, political affiliation, or social media history. We worry about lone wolves and self-radicalization. But we want terrorists to fit a pattern. Because patterns are predictable and preventable. The violent attack by someone who doesn't fit a pattern is the most frightening of all. We don't want to remember people like that. Because when we do, it reminds us it could happen again at any time and we'd never see it coming. Now, I shared those two stories for a reason. I'll, I'll put them into perspective in 60 seconds. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The housing market now is down by 16.5%. Is the value of your house holding where it was? Remember, that is free money to you. If your house had an evaluation and it was at this price, you can take that money, borrow against it, and I do not want you to do this for any other reason I mean, don't listen to me. What do I know? But uh, please, if you can get out of high interest debt, something where your credit cards are like 20%, please do this and pay those things off. You can get you can replace that 19% with 5% interest. 
That's fantastic. Shore up everything that you have. Please call the experts at American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Tell them your situation. Tell them what you're looking for and your problems, and they will help you solve it if they can. AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440. Call them now. 10 seconds. Station ID. So let's look at things like abortion, slavery, the ugliest things, children being killed in schools. When those things are always so horrible that we don't want to even look at them. It's why people were not pro-abortion. They were pro-choice. It makes it easier because you don't have to think about it. And when you get into those things... And you know it's wrong. People generally do three things. They refuse to look at it. Or they look for an easy scapegoat. And if they're forced to, most people won't think about it. They'll just. They'll react with things that you know they cannot believe. They defend the indefensible. You you have to look at the shootings, especially in schools. Are we looking for justice? Are we looking for political points, more power? Or are we are we? Are we honestly searching the truth? And in this case, it's too scary to look at for most people. So they will do all of these things. They will refuse to look at it. They will blame it on others and they'll react without thinking. See, here's the here's the problem. Here's the rub. If this actually would work. Well, then we would have a real discussion. Okay, but they did this in England and they didn't have the kids shooting each other. They just had crime and shootings after shootings after shootings. So they took all the guns away from people. Well, people bought baseball bats. And a lot of people with baseball bats get killed by guns if somebody is coming into their home. Then people just started kniving each other to the point to where... They had to ban knives. See, it's a human condition, and we know that. We know that because I just told you about the very first shooting that was in a school, and it was in the 1800s. And we don't even know that story. That was shocking at the time. And one guy died. Why, when guns were everywhere, with every house, with children that would go out and shoot squirrels in Kentucky to make burgoo out of and eat, why weren't they shooting? It's not the gun. There's something else. But it's too frightening for us to look at. Because what do we have to do then? 
if it's coming from inside and inside of our kids, what is leading to that? And I'm not sure I want to know the answer because I am not sure I'm it's no, you know what? It's the gun. But if it really worked, you would have people who are on the Second Amendment side having a serious sit down discussion. They probably wouldn't change their mind because of the Second Amendment. But see, that's the difference. What people don't usually do is rationally examine the truth. They don't do it because it's scary or because they want to win. But if you rationally examine the truth and you you are really seeking the truth if somebody could prove to me which is impossible and i couldn't reprove the reverse that god exi- uh, didn't exist i would be a fool to hang on if you could prove it to me but you can't if you can prove things to me i'm a fool if i don't reexamine what i believe But in the end, there are things that are diametrically opposed to one another. And you get to a point to where you're like, okay, I've done my homework on both ends of this, and these two things are in conflict, and I can't solve them. For instance, abortion. Exception for rape and incest for me. Well, Glenn, you just said that you believe that's life. I know, but I can't. I I just couldn't go to my daughter who had raped and say, no, we can't. I just couldn't do it. And I honestly have searched and I I pray that I would have the strength, but I don't yet. Someday maybe I'm there. I hope I am. But if I'm being honest with you, I believe Life begins when the egg is fertilized. There's life. We found that on Mars. We'd call it life. But uh, the two things I believe are diametrically opposed. And life is in the balance. I've spoken about this before. I believe in God. I believe in God's laws. I believe man and woman, that is the divine plan. However, uh, if I had a you know family member that was homosexual, okay, I know what God tells me, and I believe that. But I also know that God never makes a mistake, and I believe that. And, and I see people like Bruce Jenner, who I really truly believe has been tortured his whole life internally. He didn't want that. He didn't want it. I know people who are gay who never wanted to be. Now It's not like now it's the popular thing. It wasn't. They didn't want it. Okay, so if God doesn't make mistakes, but God tells me I should condemn this, what do I do? Well, I know that God is love. And because I can't square that circle, 
I have to hold on to what God says is true, but I also have to hold on to my love for my fellow man. I'm not going to condemn anyone. I don't know what the right thing to do is, but I'll do my best. We're in this situation, but we're not having a real conversation about it. Because nobody wants to actually look what's happening to our kids. It's not that they're just shooting them, the, 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 each other. It's not the guns. We, they're killing themselves at record rates. There's something wrong. And if I thought it was the gun and it could actually work, how dare you say that I would let children die? But I don't believe that it would work. On the other hand, I am also bound by the Constitution. I know why guns must be held by private citizens. All right. Uh, What are you doing to um, help others out who need it today? You give certain charities, ones that you trust, in the effort to make the world a little bit of a better place? If so, one place that I think you're really going to love is Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Uh they are people that have made a commitment and are living by it. They made the commitment on 9-11. Tunnel Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families uh, when a first responder or military service member, you know, doesn't come home. They actually care for the young children that are left behind and the home that they left behind. They pay off their mortgage to lift the financial burden and bring the family to stability. For catastrophically injured veterans, first responders, they have mortgage-free smart homes. They have Operation Home Base for homeless vets. Our nation's heroes, it's our job to live and do what we believe. Join Tunnels to Towers on their mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. That kills me. <laughs> I know. I just... <laughs> ah. uh, we, were just talk- we were just talking about... These people are like, I can't believe we're discussing abortion when these kids are dying. (laughs) Do you hear the words you're saying? You're saying things. Do you hear the things? Do you know what they mean? Yeah, that if my kid survives his mother, he shouldn't be shot in school and killed. Oh, okay. I mean, look, we correctly <laughs> right. are feel having a an, an incredibly emotional reaction to an absolutely tragic Horrifying. event, and I, of course we are. But like, they're built into the worldview of the left is it would not be a tragedy had they died 10 years earlier. Know, like, that know, is legitimately their worldview. And the only reason... It would be something to shout and celebrate <laughs> I know. if they had I died earlier. I killed my child. Like, why? That is... Re- I, I understand that, like, every time this happens, we go to this point, and conservatives make it all the time. Well, what about abortion? And it's like, it feels somewhat glib at some level because we keep saying it 
and the left just doesn't listen to it and won't think about it. But that is legitimately their view, that if all of these children had died 10 years earlier, it would have been something to celebrate. Right. And now it is correctly something to mourn and grieve. But so here, 10 years ago, it would not have been. Let me say something about uh, about teachers that I learned. And this is going to be taken out of context and made to look like it's anti-teacher. No, I, I'm anti-teacher's union. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And any teacher who is still paying dues to that union, um, knowing what the unions are doing to our kids, you're part of the problem. Uh, but this is not a slam. This is just an observation on parents. This week, we've heard over and over and over again, and we've heard it for the last couple of weeks from the White House, that, you know, these teachers, those kids are just like yours. They're, when they're with you, they're your kids. We, take, we love your children as much as you love your children. No, you don't. No, you don't. And here's why I know. Because if somebody came into the house and was threatening my children, and it was my children and my wife, either the shooter or my wife would be dead before the children because my wife would take a spoon and jam it into his eye if he she would not cower behind uh you know if he's there he's shooting she would go behind a you know door get him to safety but if they're there and he shoots one of them my wife attacks like a lion okay blindly attacks because that's what mothers do so please give it a rest that these children are your children when they're there no they're not no they're not they are children you care about them Mm -hmm. you might love the children you don't want to see any harm come to them but you don't have that automatic i'm going to kill or be killed defending you just don't have that because they're not your children that is a natural thing so can we stop saying that? Uh, by the way, can we just turn the... I just want to tell some... Uh, can we have a, a laugh at all? I, I was watching while this was going on last night. I just turned off the TV and I just couldn't take it anymore. And I, I, uh, I watched, I watched uh, Ricky Gervais's new uh, comedy. Mm. Oh, this is on Netflix, right? Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch this. Oh, you have to. Uh, you have to. You. Ha- I mean, I. I almost want to say, go out in the hallway and watch it now, <laughs> and then come back. I will take you up on that. It just is. So you're yeah, aware. I know you will. Uh, it is. Transphobic. It is. Okay, transphobic. First, was that what you were about to say? Transphobic. That's what no. I, that, I, I. No. That is it, the only thing I've read about it. Hilarious. It's, like hilarious. If you can, I mean, it's very offensive. Obviously, mm-hmm. and I mean, it, the language is really, really rough. He uses the c word. You know, the C word that not the C word that we use to describe a fee. He uses that word mm. uh, as, you know, a g- general kind of like you're a dope. You know, that's the way they use it in. in okay, yeah. So they're using that one. But he also uses the other C word, which I can't describe. You just either know the C word, the second C word, or you don't now today. I mean, I'm uh, just yeah. saying. it's hard to understand. And I yeah. will say if there's but, one thing in international affairs we should solve is that the C word should be the way we use it because it it's it's bizarre to hear people from like you know britain they just throw it out there like it's just like jerk 
So <laughs> and you're uh, like, whoa, we need to solve so that. It, because that's the way they mean it. That, yeah, I know. That's oh, yeah. what it means over there. Um, we need to come up with an international treaty to make that word. Craig, <laughs> Craig, who is on my staff that, that you know, works yeah. here, he's from Scotland. Mm-hmm. He met his wife, who's an American. Oh, my gosh. And they were dating. And he, oh, no. she was saying Uh-oh. something, and he said, you're a jerk, but he used that oh, word. Oh, no. Oh, no. She said, what? <laughs> and... <laughs> She thought she was like, why, why are you so mad? What's going on? What's happening? No. She's like, how dare you? I mean, he thought it was over and it took him a while to go. No, 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 no. Here's the evidence. Here's the evidence. Look, in my culture, it's not that. Oh, but, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Bad, 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 bad. That that's an entire movie. Oh, that, yeah, it that is. scene. OK, so anyway, it's very offensive language and it's hilarious because it is so offensive in non-political correctness i mean it is and from the very beginning gervais is brilliant i am a i'm a huge fan of his he's got the biggest heart i think of he's got like the heart of john candy you know where it's funny but he also connects there's a lot of things you might want from john candy the heart i think would not be the thing okay well you know the way that so anyway so he's just a genius and he came out and Chappelle took it on and did the whole show, and then you had to wait for the payoff at the end to where you're like, oh, wow, there is clearly, clearly he's on the other side of, you know, he's not a transgender basher. Mm-hmm. Gervais, he makes it clear the target is not anyone who's claiming racist, bigot, transphobe, Islamophobe. No, no, no. It, it's not those people it's wokeism. It's the entire thing mm. that is being shoved down the throats by elites and those who are just falling in this trap. So he is he this show is so Brit. He has a hard time getting through a lot of it because he's like, this is so childish. This is so, you know, and he just says things that you just don't say anymore. And a lot of it is very childish. But you are clear he's not targeting whoever it is. I mean, he goes after a, uh, I think a handicapped, a handicapped uh, preschooler or something like that. You're like, <laughs> whoa! I mean, he's. It's clear those are not the targets all the way through. The target is wake up and we're adults and we should be able to understand that and that we used to be able to do that without explicit x you know an explanation that just has to smack you over the head we would just all know that when comedians said really terrible things they didn't mean them it didn't mean they were bad people they were making a point or just trying to make you laugh so what's what's the explanation for netflix allowing this stuff on their platform is he just so good they just get past their wokeness. It was on the it. most. His last one was the most watched of the year. You know, and I think you know that's why Netflix said, "Hey, if you don't like some of the things we're putting on, then maybe you should go work someplace else." Amen. Um, but uh, it it is they're they're clearly making a ton of money off of this. Uh, so but you- I will tell you, it'll all come out in the wash because. I would hate to be the healthcare provider for Netflix because the psychiatric bills alone <laughs> for that staff are going to be enormous. Is it one of those things where we're basically you're like, hey, um, you know, hey, NFL team, I notice you're involved in all these domestic abuse charities. 
Did you notice like half your team has been charged with domestic abuse, but they're star players and they so somehow justify it? Like, or are they, do they really see themselves at Netflix as artists who can understand this stuff, but their standards are no. crazy? No, I don't think. I, they just want the money because they know I, he's good. I, I think so. And they see that their shares are going down. They've got to turn the, oh, they're going to lose the company. I think that's what it is. But but but, but what is happening? This is, again, Chappelle really kind of helped. This is the end of all of this. Once you get the comedians going, and they haven't yet, just the brave ones. And yeah. this is extraordinarily brave. Extraordinarily brave. Um, you know, then it's over. I mean, listen to this tweet. Dr. Amy Roberts, Ricky Gervais is a disgrace. He's going to cause hate crimes and ultimately the death of trans folk. Oh, God. What really? If you're killing somebody over a Ricky Gervais special, you've got other problems than Ricky Gervais. Anyone who needs to vilify minorities to get a laugh is the most evil, hateful soul and seriously needs mental help. If you think Ricky Gervais is is vindictive or evil and wants to destroy people i don't think you've ever listened to ricky gervais at all do they believe that i think they do i think they're because they don't listen to him right so they're just reacting to the headlines where he supposedly makes trans because that is the headline no no no. he 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 does He, he makes transphobic jokes uh, no, I wouldn't say they're transphobic jokes. He's not afraid he's of just, trans people. Right, he's, he's just saying just none of this everybody. makes sense. Yeah. He's just bashing everybody. He, everyone, as he says, I bash gays, straights, white, black, Asians. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and the trans community just wants, you know, they just want to be treated like everyone else. Uh-oh. Right. That's why I include them. <laughs> That's supposed to be the way it is. And if you can't get that out of comedy, you you are basically you have, banning speech. You have This is it, the one place you're supposed to be able to be able so to say anything. Remember that that was uh gosh, what was his name? Kurt Kurt uh gosh, I can't remember now. He was the comedian in Germany. And he was Jewish. And he really thought that comedy was the out. And he mocked Hitler for years. And Hitler hated him. Um, And he was under the microscope. Now, in the end, he was killed in Auschwitz. And the reason why he was killed in Auschwitz is because uh, you can't trust the German Nazis. I'm just saying. Uh, You can only count on them to actually kill Jews. Um, and he thought he would get away with it because he was so powerful. He was the number one movie star in Germany and they shut him down and the concert, he played, paid very high consequences, obviously. Um, but he really thought he would win. The, the, the thing that is so brave about Gervais is not that he could be destroyed because what does he care? What does he care? Is he beyond, he's beyond, he's that. beyond caring. It's, you know, uh, I asked, um, uh, oh, shoot. What's his name? Uh, he's the Oscar winner that uh, has come to several of our things. Uh, he was in the Deer Hunter. Quick, you're bad at password. Uh, John Voigt. Hmm. John Voigt. John said, Voigt? I said, you're brave. And he said, what? I've w- please. I'm not brave. I have an Oscar. 
I'm old. What do I care? Okay. And in a way, Ricky Gervais is probably at that place. Why he's brave is if this doesn't crack, he will be made an example of. And that's why he's so brave. It's why it's important that people like Ricky Gervais, Dave Chappelle, people of that stature in the industry yes. are doing this. It's not just, you know, some conservative comedian. You know, I mean, it's important that they yeah. say it, too. But it's Ricky like Ricky Gervais, I could guarantee you, doesn't agree with anything oh, no. I believe in. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, he is. But he's so far. He's basically so far above the industry that he's hard to sink. Now, right. he's not unsinkable. I mean, I, you would have put Louis C.K. in that same category. Now, he had other issues. Yeah. Uh, but you would have put him in the same category. And he was doing a lot of the same things. Yeah. And, and now he's not allowed to really do... I, oh, he did win a well, Grammy inexplicably, but he, he is not allowed to really be back in mainstream society. Ricky Gervais belongs in the uh, Bruce category. Uh, I mean, you know, Lenny Bruce was getting oh, arrested in, intentionally. He was saying these things to make a point. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Ricky Gervais is doing. And he's legendary, in my mind, for doing it. Mm. If you can handle really rough comedy, <laughs> it's hysterical, but it's really rough. All right, back in just a minute. Uh, the Biden administration has uh, paused the creation of their disinformation board. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure they have. Believe me, it's going on. Um, free speech, the fight for free speech, religious liberty, All across the country, we are fighting for constitutional rights, and they're constantly under attack and really constantly under attack from these giant corporations. And that does not leave out the phone companies. Patriot Mobile has a a plan to fit any budget. They have a 100 percent U.S. based customer support team gives you amazing personal service. They share your values and support organizations like fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights. They're anti-CRT, and they're actually active in the fight. So why do business with a great company, but they despise you and what you stand for when you have Patriot Mobile, a great company that will save you money and likes you and likes what you stand for, and in fact, deeply in the fight. Change now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I'm talking to uh, M1 this morning. Uh, we're not uh, we're not sure yet of any details, but uh, I, I'd like to go down with anybody who wants to uh, just be there for prayer and uh, and show the community our support in a kind way. Uh, this weekend, we may put something together for for Saturday if you just want to go show your love and support for the people in Uvalde. Um, We'll let you know more details. Uh, also, we should point out that uh, John Voigt was not in the Deer Hunter. So um, thank you for that and your complete, completely incorrect point. John you, Voigt was not in the Deer Hunter? John Voigt, not in the Deer Hunter. Just wanted to point that out. John well, Voigt, I think John I Voigt. actually talked to him about that. That makes me feel bad. Really? <laughs> 
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much. We're going to give a uh, update. It was good night uh, in primaries. It depends on what you you know what you want to happen. Obviously, there's some, some people who are very disappointed in the results. Yeah, but I think if you are looking for uh, change or to understand America uh, and the right, I think some messages were sent yesterday mm. that were very very clear. I think there's one incredibly clear winner from last night. One winner. The American people. That's right. <laughs> Democracy. No, uh, I have. I think there is one very specific winner hmm. uh, in this particular uh, race yesterday. And I'd like to I'd like to talk about it on the air if we could. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, politics. We have Jason Whitlock on with us here in just a second. He's going to talk about the uh, shootings, and we also have Ken Paxton the Attorney General uh, of the great state of Texas. Uh, By the way, uh, yesterday I talked to William Barr. I sat down for an hour and a half and did a podcast with him. It's fascinating. It comes out tomorrow if you're a Blaze subscriber, which obviously you are. had a shooting in Buffalo. The left-wing media immediately tried to paint all conservatives as uh, subscribers to replacement theory. Uh, the idea that immigration is, you know, taking over and it's going to destroy all white people and yada, yada, yada. No serious conservative I know believes in replacement theory. It's ugliest, ugly, it's racist, it's dangerous ideology. Um, and it really has been the, the Democrats thing for forever, really. Uh, but there, there is a ton of replacement going on that has nothing to do with what everybody in the media is talking about it. And it's more important today after last night's shooting or yesterday's shooting here in Texas to talk about the replacement theory. That's tonight at 9 p.m. Mark Levin and Ali Stuckey are going to be joining me. Uh, we also, uh, that's at nine tonight on Blaze TV. We also have Ken Paxton, the attorney general of the great state of Texas, coming in to talk about what happened yesterday and where we're going moving forward. He's coming up in about a half an hour. And we have uh, Jason Whitlock next and an update on what happened with the primaries. Well, it was a jam-packed hour. We begin in 60 seconds. So, I don't know if you saw this, but Elon Musk is drawing parallels between the U.S. dollar and the Venezuelan economic collapse. 
Uh, Musk just said if the U.S. ignores the obvious cause of inflation, we'll end up just like Venezuela. Yeah, you think? In case you don't remember, Venezuela's currency inflated by just a small 65,000 percent in 2018. Well, we got 8%. 65,000 percent inflation is that bad uh now they trade in uh precious metals and bitcoin because that's the only thing uh they got going for it remember that back in the 70s and 80s venezuela was the richest country in latin america one of the 20 wealthiest in the world government price controls increased unemployment excessive money printing the uh, the collapse of their oil industry. Does any of this sound familiar at all to Americans? Please, gold or silver, please look into a way to hedge against insanity. Call Goldline today, 866-GOLDLINE. Right now, they have a Memorial Day special that includes a free half-ounce platinum coin that commemorates the War of 1812. Uh, they are also including free silver with their weekly special. So call them today. Do it, please. 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. Fearless with Jason Whitlock on Blaze TV. Welcome. How are you, sir? I'm awesome. Thank you for having me, Glenn. So I saw two t- um, uh, tweets from you yesterday. Yesterday. Um, the wickedness in Texas will not be solved via Twitter outrage. Look much deeper if you can. That's exactly the message I've been trying to bring in my broadcast today. There's something else that nobody wants to look at that's going on, and it ain't the guns. Well, I, I think everybody's prescribing a secular problem. Yes. I mean, a secular solution for a spiritual problem. And we have to look at the motivation and and not focus on the mechanism, the gun. And I, I want to know what's going on with young people and people in America. What environment, what culture have we set up that's creating this level of wickedness? So, and, Jason, I, I said earlier earlier on the program that everybody's trying to isolate this from everything else but our kids are killing themselves in record numbers they have mental health issues because of isolation in record numbers we have gangs killing people in record numbers um society is really sick really sick and nobody wants to look at the whole thing and say what's changed here because you could be, you know, eight and go in and buy a handgun at your local uh, gun store back in 19, you know, 59, and they weren't shooting people up. Yeah, Glenn, what I find fascinating about the people that want to look at the mechanism, the gun, and there's a greater mechanism killing young people than guns. Far more American young people will be killed by drug overdoses far more than guns in the in the next calendar year. But the same group that wants to demonize the gun wants the proliferation of drugs. They want more drugs. They want it more legalized. The actual the tool that's killing more young people than anything, they want spread out and more accepted through our culture. 
And so we just don't. Why are kids turning to drugs, violence, and sex? They're looking for relief from a culture that we have created that isolates them, leaves them to be babysat by television, smartphones, computers, social media apps. And and I don't think it's shocking that the young people that were interviewed that knew this kid said, yeah, he, he turned dark a couple of years ago and, you know, went into this emo lifestyle or alternative lifestyle two years ago around the time you know, we sent kids home from school, made a mask up, and turned everything into DMs over computers. The guys DMing some woman in California that he'll never meet, never talk to. His family structure is under attack mm-hmm. uh, throughout the, the country and throughout the culture. And we've turned children into a choice. And that's why we, and it's a woman's choice to be made while the child is in the womb. Children are an awesome responsibility granted to us by God. They're not a choice. They're, they're a wonderful responsibility that we are neglecting, and, and we keep creating a colder and more isolated and more detached world for them while we pursue our true selves while we pursue financial riches and a second home and a third car and a uh, extra bedroom and more square footage and you know we've devalued the family and we've devalued God's natural order man woman and child and that whole family we're interested in disrupting it and think that hey a village a village can raise our kids a village is going to raise a lot of idiots and, and monsters. And I, I will tell you that it is, um, it's kind of like COVID, uh, where put a mask on it, and we don't know where it came from. And if you ask a question, you, you, you know, you're just uh, you're a conspiracy theorist. We didn't want to find the answer of where that came from or find any real truth. It was used. It was used for other people, um, either to make money or gain political power or whatever. The same thing is happening here. Just by talking about guns, it is we're repeating the pattern of we don't want to really look into where this came from. And we're devaluing, you know, you say we're devaluing these things, um, you know, especially God. We're not devaluing them. We've eliminated them and we're worshiping the opposite of God and truth. There's no question. And again, it's like today on my show, we do it every Wednesday. We talk to two pastors and we're going to talk about demonic forces that are running rampant in America. And and we're not going to talk about it in some spooky way, but we are codifying into law, into custom, into culture, things that are in total objection to a biblical worldview. Yes. And if we don't address that, and that's what I mean by demonic forces, it's not some spooky thing that you, you can't see or touch or whatever. When, when you start codifying laws that are anti-family, anti-God's natural order, man, woman, and child, uh, and, and, and you start 
promoting that any type of family structure or no family structure is just as good as as the natural order or better or be, yeah or be, that's a demonic force that's that's you're adopt adopting a mentality that leads to the kind of chaos destruction and just rampant wickedness that we don't know from day to day who's going to snap next and and it could be a white person it could be a black person it could be uh, the ramos kid or whatever but we're all living in this pressure cooker where where we're rejecting the culture that made America great. We're, we're rejecting it. And, and these idiots think they have something better, and they don't. All they know how to do is tear down what was built. They don't have solutions. They don't have something be- build back better. I'd love to hear the better. Well, they, they, they can't do it, I mean, because... Really, all they have is tear down, and then it becomes the solution that always ends in death and, and starvation. Um, but, uh, you know, their whole thing, I mean, Michelle Obama told us this. Barack knows uh, we're going to have to uh, go to uncomfortable places. We're going to have to change our history. We're going to have to change our language. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions. That's what they've been doing, is dismantling all of those things. And nature abhors a vacuum. And when we got rid of God in the schools, we had a vacuum for a while. Now that vacuum has been filled, and it has been filled with anti-Christ teachings, things that go against what Christ taught. An anti-Christ teaching would be there is no forgiveness because of the way you were born or what your skin is or what the sins of your father that is anti-christ teaching and i don't think people you know christians should really start to understand you know uh i hear oh jesus must be coming because only he could solve it Uh uh-huh yeah well we're teaching our kids and allowing our kids to receive anti-christ instructions that's not going to bode well for them in the future. Not at all. And obviously, we're on a topic that I love to talk about and discuss. I, I really don't want to dis- – I regret somewhat distracting from that. But I, let's say you're someone listening right now who's not religious and, and just Correct. don't have faith. Yeah. But, but, again, America's greatest value, the thing that we offered, was freedom. And freedom is under attack. And, and I say that because, Glenn, I used to be a person seven, eight years ago that was anti the Second Amendment. I didn't understand what the gun and what the right to bear arms, I didn't really understand its importance. But it is, it is our guarantee of freedom because governments, when not in fear of the governed, will seek more power and control and will strip you of freedom. And that's why the founding father said, hold on to this gun, because this government that we build, it, it has a natural instinct to seek power and control. And if they don't fear you and your ability to defend yourself, they will strip you of your freedom. And that's what's going on. Once I fully understood, like, what their thinking was behind, behind these principles in the Second Amendment. And then once I saw and recognized, like, oh, my God, they will strip us of our freedom of speech, 
freedom of thought. I'm looking at them do it on these through big tech and these social media apps. And then, literally, if anybody hasn't wakened up in the last two years, when they're trying to force these vaccines on healthy people to protect old people and fat people, and I'm fat, and unhealthy people, when they're, they're, they're forcing these vaccines on young people and things like that, corporations are required. I'm like, oh, my God, if we don't, uh, if we don't have the ability to protect ourselves, they will strip us of all these freedoms that we once took for granted. So even if you're not a believer, a freedom is under attack, and freedom is the greatest resource that America ever had. It's the strongest thing we had. We need to hold on to it at all costs. And I will tell you, you don't have to believe in religion to see the benefits of religion. You can see the bad things. I mean, if you're honest and you're a religious person, I don't care what religion you are. Horrible things have been done in the name of God. Horrible things. But also really good things, and that is what created this nation and kept us stable. Don't believe me, when did problems start to happen? They started happening in the 50, or sorry, in the 60s when we started to remove God. Things got really bad when man decided he could make his own religion, and that's wokeism. And it is a religion. You will either kneel at the altar or you will be depersoned. Period. Also, as you would talk about the 50s and 60s, don't forget the good things that happened because of religion. The civil rights movement and the removal of the removal was of Jim Crow laws, that's led by religious people, Christians. Uh, so was the fight. so was the Civil War. No so question. was the Civil War. Thank you so much Jason, I appreciate it. Jason Whitlock, you can uh, find him on the Blaze TV. He's fantastic, really fantastic and brings a really uh, different and common sense point of view. You can find him on Blaze TV. Don't forget tonight at 9 p.m. on my show on Blaze TV, Mark Levin and Ali Stuckey join me on the real replacement theory that America should be worried about and paying attention to. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. We're going to take a look at the uh, election here in just a second, and then Ken Paxton joins us. Let me tell you about American Financing. We need to be doing more to protect your financing, uh, your investments, your family. All of us need to do that. We have to survive what's coming our way, and we're at the beginning of it. We'll make it. But we have to be smart and save every cent that we possibly can. Paying off high interest debt uh, is a really good idea or shortening your loan terms. Please seriously consider some of the things that could save you up to $1,000 a month. Um, They may not be able to help you, but they are helping people all over the country with saving money and paying off loans. American Financing. Call them now, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID.
tomorrow, my 90-minute interview uh, is released to Blaze TV uh, subscribers and then Saturday to uh, everyone. It's a 90-minute interview with William Barr, the former attorney general. He is fascinating, and I asked him everything. I asked him I asked him everything, and he didn't flinch at anything, and uh, you'll enjoy it. He doesn't flinch often. No, uh-uh. no. You'll enjoy it. That'll be an interesting one. Yeah. So let's talk about, you say there's one clear winner mm-hmm. from last night. Yes, one winner above all other winners. Okay. Incumbency. Incumbency won last night. It's fascinating. You, pointed, you were the one that pointed this out to me, Glenn, this morning. In every area of Georgia's 14th district, voters selected Marjorie Taylor Greene and Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger. Now, Brian Kemp has done a lot of things, and you might say, okay, well, if you are a person who believes that there was fraud in the election in Georgia, and Kemp Mm -hmm. obviously famously stood up and said there was not, you might say, well, the other stuff he's done overwhelms that, and I'm 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 going to vote for him anyway. That's not why he won overwhelmingly. I don't know. On the other hand, Brad Raffensperger is seen only as an election figure like he the only Mm -hmm. thing anyone in georgia knows about this person Mm -hmm. is his statements on the election in Mm -hmm. every area of georgia's 14th district they selected marjorie taylor green and brad raffensperger which is incredible here's the reason here's the reason i think both of those figures not uh green but uh kent and raffensperger Kemp, uh, kemp they both uh represent Everything about that election that went wrong for Republicans, but they are sending a message. I believe Donald Trump, we we love we love, you know, we still support you. We're still going, you know, hogs wild Mm -hmm. with uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Okay, (laughs) we still believe we have to send in warriors. But we don't want to go back to the 2020 election. Mm. We don't want to um, crucify people for that. We've got to look to the future, not to the past. I think that's a very clear message. If I were President Trump, I would be hearing that message. Yeah. I mean, David Perdue, the guy that Trump recruited to take out Kemp in the gubernatorial election last week, was asked about polling that showed him down 30 points. And he said, look, I might lose, but I'm not going to lose by 30 points. Correct. It looks looks like he lost by 50. Jeez. Which is incredible. And see, this is not about Trump's power of selecting politicians Mm -hmm. because he's winning everywhere else. This is a message to him of where the voters' mindset is. Mm. I don't want to go back and rehash the past. The Glenn Beck Program. Ken Paxton, uh, for the Attorney General, is going to talk to us a little bit about uh, what happened here in Texas uh, coming up in a second. First, let me tell you about Blinds.com. Right now, window treatments can reduce unwanted solar heat through your windows by up to 60%. It's time to get your whole home ready for the rising temperatures. By the way, uh, they're saying now two-thirds of the country is going to experience blackouts this summer. Oh, gee, I... Wow, that bad Putin. Anyway, now through June 1st, save up to 50% off site-wide during their Memorial Day sale. 50%. Ordering online doesn't mean you have to sacrifice style or service. Blinds.com has the latest styles, premium uh, brands, drapes, shutters, uh, 
blinds, everything, everything. And they have outdoor shades as well. They make the entire process really super easy. It's why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window country companies in the world. Save up to 50% site-wide during the Blinds.com Memorial Day sale now through June 1st. Do it now. 50% off. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions do apply. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. You got Glenn TV, Studios America, back-to-back tonight. Don't miss it. Use the promo code Glenn. There's a case coming out in the Supreme Court, and good money has been placed that it is going to come out in defense of the Constitution and against the New York State gun laws where you have to prove you're in need. And by the way, so you know how restrictive this is. I had 15 uh, credible death threats on me going at all times, at all times while I was in New York. I couldn't get an exception for a gun. Okay? Yeah. Take you two years to prove, excuse me? 15 credible i mean i have yeah, to, people working on them right now i i don't have a reason to explain the way this law works so you have to of course be in their in their law you must ha- apply for a license must be 21 years old have no criminal record have good moral character god yes, gee well, good, good thing we have that <laughs> yeah and you have to demonstrate the need to carry a gun beyond average public safety fears now, of course, it's completely ridiculous that you did not uh, prove that you had you have tons of death threats against you all the time. Right. And but why do I have to as say a public that? figure? And by but, the way, kids should be able to carry guns in school. Then they should be issued a gun. I, you're because, telling us how much worse it is. Yeah. Which, you know, it's interesting. But if it is a right, by definition, you should not have to prove you have you have a need beyond average. Right, like it if it is a right. Well, just kind of, fundamentally, you should not need to prove you need. Let's let's take this in mm-hmm. out of the gun realm. That's why the left is arguing that abortion is a right because if it's a right, you can't regulate it. Mm-hmm. If it's a right, they do have the right to terminate a child any time they want. As much as I hate abortion. Right. If, if it was written in the Constitution that a woman had a right to get an abortion, what I would have to fight for is a constitutional, constitutional amendment. amendment to get rid of that. I would not be able to come up with fancy no. little restrictions all oh, over the place. But that's what they say, right. too. These, these, all these restrictions that they're passing, they can't do that. This is a right. It's an unrest. That's why in those states like New York and California, they are saying it's a right and it will be unrestricted in those states. So that means you don't believe in the right that is actually written down. You believe in a magic fairy right Mm -hmm. of abortion, but not the one that was written down. Right. And it's very clear. This is what makes me so cynical about these efforts to fix these problems afterward. You have a situation where there are a lot of different approaches you could take to try to help this. You're never going to eliminate it completely, but to try to do it, you can put security in schools. You could uh, you could um, work on mental health. You can talk about violent video games if you want. You can talk about guns. You can talk about all of these things that you think 
red flag laws, all of these things that you think might make a difference. And we could talk about their validity. But the only one the left ever cares about is the one that is the the highest fruit in the tree. None of the low-hanging fruit do they care about at all. They only care about the thing that is guaranteed in the Constitution, right? Why would you target to fix this problem the only thing that has a massive barrier in your way, which is the Second Amendment? You can't do It's almost like they're looking to upend our foundations instead of actually mm. solve this problem. It, it's, it's not it's, going... You're not... You can't do it unless... You get rid of the Second Amendment. Now, I know they want to get rid of the Second Amendment. They should explicitly argue for that and see how it goes. Well, I will tell you, they could be able to do it if they get their wish. And I think the gun ruling, you know, even if they were going to go with the gun ruling, I think somebody if it's close, I think Roberts is going to say, hey, we, we don't want to get into that. Oh, let's, so we already have abortion. Let's not overturn that. But if they do, that will be their road to the um, uh, to packing the court. Right. I'm convinced of it. Hang on just yeah. a second. We have Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, who won the primary uh, last night. Congratulations. Thank you. We uh, we did what you wanted, which is uh, <laughs> we ended the bush reign here. So yeah, good. good. Thank you very much for that. Okay, let's let's have a conversation about the the kids and the teacher that was killed in teachers. Two of them now killed uh, yesterday in an elementary school. Um, we don't need to go through all the thoughts and prayers. We obviously all care about the, the community and the family and the, the families and the school. How could this been prevented, Ken? So we passed laws when I was in the Texas Senate, I think it was 2013, that would have, I think, helped greatly. There's, there's no way that law enforcement can get to every location uh, as fast as they would need to for somebody like this that comes in and starts shooting people in minutes, people are, kids are dead. So the, the laws that were put in place uh, were related to allowing uh, school districts to opt into training teachers, either in one of two capacities, as a marshal where they get more sophisticated training. So they're almost, you know, something like a police officer mm-hmm. and letting those, and letting those people, you know, operate inside the school and then also training others under the guardian program so that they can have some training so that these teachers, because the general rule of schools is you can't carry a gun into the school. But under these laws, that not only, I think I was told by the Lieutenant Governor yesterday that they funded this too. And school districts had the choice of opting into this where they could let people on campus have guns so that we would have more, a much more immediate response. I'll, I'll tell you, I went to a school, uh, my son was playing football, went to a school and there were signs all over, beware. Teachers are armed. We take the Second Amendment and the protection of our students seriously. And it was so clear. We're not doing anything here. Not doing no, anything here. that's the way to do it. Yes. And I think that's the way it should be. I mean, these people, I mean, they, they know they're not, they're, 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 they're safe, at least until law enforcement gets there, to accomplish their goals. And we're going to keep seeing this happen until we decide as, as a state, and we've decided as a state, the local school districts have to decide or it's going to have to be made mandatory by the state to protect those kids. Well, we're going to have an onslaught of uh, all kinds of stuff from the federal government trying to get us to uh, violate the uh, Second Amendment. The Second Amendment, and um, we are—I'm assuming—we're in Texas. We're strong, right? There's no—I mean, I can't think of anything that we can do. 
other than look at our own society and see what's going on. Our kids are killing themselves and then they're killing others. Um, there's something deeply wrong in our society and it's not the gun. It's not the well, gun. I mean, let me just add to this. I mean, first of all, it's not the gun. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous for the Biden administration to suggest that this kid who decided to violate the murder laws would, oh, wait a minute, there's a gun law. I can't do this. I would violate gun law. It's law-abiding citizens that follow law. Second, we have a fentanyl crisis that, that, that the Biden administration has presumably invited. And we have over 100,000 people that overdosed and died from fentanyl. Look, I know it is awful what happened in the schools, but awful. why isn't the Biden administration so concerned about the hundred and something thousand people that died from overdoses because they opened up the border and allowed fentanyl to come across? That and also we found out that a terrorist they arrested, the FBI arrested a terrorist that came across our open border and was planning on smuggling three others uh, in to kill George W. Bush. Um, and you're not really hearing that story at all today. That more violence from across the border. Um, and look, I think we're going to, we can expect more of that when with, with the number of people that are allowing or being invited by the Biden administration to, to come to the cartels and be dropped off at border patrol. And, you know, here's the handoff. We're going to have terrorist problems. If you wanted to do something terrible in the United States, it's really easy. You just, you just participate in the Biden, you know, immigration program and you're, you're going to, you can come in and do whatever you want. I don't know how we stop it. The uh, the former assistant secretary for Homeland Security in the Obama administration said the most important thing for the federal government to do right now. This is last night is to say there will be no immigration enforcement during this period in that area. Um these are political issues in Texas, and it has a large immigration population. You want parents with their kids. You don't want people hiding right now. You need to make it clear that because of the political issues in Texas, um, we are not going to have any enforcement on our border. And, and that's <laughs> insane, but that's, that's basically what's going on anyway. I mean, they're not enforcing federal law. And they're letting everybody, they're not just, I mean, it's not even just letting, they're inviting it. Like, please come, bring cartels, make as much money as you can, bring as many people here as possible. That's what is going on. I have a uh, interview with uh, William Barr, the former attorney general, um, that's coming out tomorrow. I sat with him for 90 minutes yesterday and I talked to him about the border and I said, why can't Texas defend itself? And he said, I'm actually hoping that somebody will issue an executive order and uh, follow the actual national laws. He said, because uh, it's going to go to the Supreme Court. And he said, there's no way what they're doing down there is legal. And there's no way that any court is going to stop, you know, this Supreme Court is going to stop Texas from doing, enforcing the law that's on the books that the federal government won't do. Look, this is exactly what I've been saying. I've been asking the legislature, and they're, look, they only meet every other year, so they haven't really had a chance to do this since Biden got into office. But here we are. We're coming up on a legislative session next January. They should pass a law that does exactly what the federal law says and then start enforcing it and make the Biden administration sue us and let me take it to the U.S. Supreme Court. And I agree with them. How could they possibly sit on the side and say, look, the federal government has a law you can't now enforce your law. You just have to let them run amok and let all these bad things happen. I cannot imagine 
that the Supreme Court, looking at the actual what's happening, would let that happen. Is there anything um, that we can do, Ken, as a people? Because everybody wants this to stop. Is there anything that law enforcement or the state or the federal government can do to help this stop? Well, I mean, the only thing you could actually do right quickly is have executive orders that match federal law from from a governor, from one of these border governors that matches federal law. And then we start enforcing those. But it's very. No, no, no. I mean, no, no. Wait, wait. I mean, I'm sorry. I wanted to go back to the shooting. Is there any. Oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think right now that these school districts, there's over a thousand school districts in Texas, and I don't know what laws are in other states. I can just tell you about Texas. There, if they would, in, if they would invoke this, use this money that has been granted uh, according to the lieutenant governor, and if they would use these laws, they could begin to protect. And look, nothing's going to work perfectly, but just like the school you went into. Are you going to choose that school where you, you're looking over no your way. shoulder and you might get shot in the back? Right, you're going to go to one that doesn't do that. Let's make it really hard for these guys to kill children. Let's make it like really hard. Like maybe they can get away with it, but it's going to be really, really hard. And most of them are going to get shot before they ever get the first round off or they're going to get shot very quickly after, you know, one shot's fired. So we could save a lot of children if we'll just do that one thing. So before he went in, he was shot by a police officer, uh, and then uh, it was a border patrol agent that actually killed him. Both were injured. Are they all right? Yeah, I mean, I actually am on my way down there. I'm about to get on a plane to go down there and find out what's going on. My people deal with the uh, victims of crime. That's our one of our jobs. And so I actually haven't gotten an update on uh, any of the wounded uh, officers. But God bless that guy for running in there and saving those. <laughs> Who knows? We'll never know how many people he saved, how many kids he saved. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Ken Paxton, the attorney general uh, of the great state of Texas. Constantly warning about food shortages and uh, wheat is the latest. We've been told global inventory is going to run out in about two months. And this is far from the end of our troubles. Did you see the train derailment up in Canada? I mean, I have the weirdest alerts on my on my Google <laughs> alerts. Um, it was full of fertilizer, and the entire train derailed. It's going to take months to get that stuff. I mean that that was to fertilize fields, which we have shortages of already, mm. and like twenty four or thirty cars just piled up yesterday. Food is going to be a problem. Uh, in many ways, and there will be starvation around the world because of what's happening in the world uh, between wokeism and Russia. We're in we're in bad straits. Please prepare your family now. Get a three month food kit right now from preparewithglenn.com. They ship fast and free. They arrive in unmarked boxes. Make sure you get one for each member of your family. Preparewithglenn.com right now. I'm telling you, you're going to save a ton of money just on inflation. It is a good investment. Preparewithglenn.com. The Glenn Back Program. Miss a day, miss a lot. Visit blazetv.com today and never miss a moment of truth. You know, this is this is the this is the real problem with America right now. Uh, 
we have a government that uh, Jill Biden is going out to the airport today to meet the baby food. Um, and thank God. Yeah, thank goodness. Uh, you know, you really want a photo op. It doesn't look cheesy at all. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but you really want that photo op of a plane delivering baby food early that was coming here already. Yeah. They just put it on a plane instead of a boat. Right. That's literally the difference. And instead of, you know, and then and then instead of just saying, hey, FDA, why don't you just open up that plant? Uh, it's clean. Uh, they they refuse to do that. Instead, they go with their hat in their hand and then they they uh, image it as this is an airlift. This is like the Berlin airlift. No, it's not. It's nothing like the Berlin airlift. The one thing that this administration really doesn't understand is the Berlin airlift. <laughs> they keep referencing it. Like we, right. they did the same in they, Afghanistan, Afghanistan. I forgot it was about the same that. Same thing. They keep yeah. bringing it up. It's like yeah. you guys are not those guys. Right. You might have been alive. Here's the when that was going on. But that's about the, it. Here's oh, they were middle aged yeah. at that point. <laughs> um, here's the other thing. This again. Look at all the things we're dealing with. Look at look at we're about to go to war. I'm convinced of it. The naming commission has announced its findings yesterday, uh, which include renaming Fort Benning, Fort Bragg, Fort Gordon, Fort AP Hill, Fort Hood, Fort Lee, Fort Pickett, Fort Polk, and Fort Rucker. Uh, and they have some uh, they have some suggestion for alternative names. I haven't seen the alternative names, uh, but I'm hoping. General Nancy, Fort General Nancy is in there, don't you? I mean, show how diverse we really are. The Glenn Beck Program.